Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This season in the Premier League, Liverpool and Manchester City are certainly stealing the headlines for their battle at the top of the table. But interestingly enough is the battle going on down in the relegation zone. Obviously, Norwich City, Watford, and Burnley looked set to go down, but part of that is the escape that Leeds has been putting together over the last couple of weeks. So today I'm joined by Kurt Krishna. We're going to go into Jesse Marsh, who arrived at Leeds earlier this season after the sacking of Marcelo Bielsa, who really was a hero among Leeds supporters. So Kartik, my first question for you is about Marcelo Bielsa. He allowed Leeds to get back into the Premier League after a, a long stint down in the, the, the Football League. So what can it be like for a team to sack a leader who really was a fan favorite and obviously his on-field performance was uh, just as good to go along with that? Yeah, and a lot of it had to do with the style of play, right? So Leeds fans had become accustomed to a high-energy style, which included pressing, included constant running. Uh, They were insanely entertaining, even the season in the championship, his first season at Leeds, where they didn't go up. Um, And it's been a situation where Bielsa is a legend, right? And so many of the top managers in world football, including Pep Guardiola, Uh, himself talk about how uh, Bielsa is a mentor, is an inspiration to them. But at other clubs in Europe, uh, there had been issues, right? At Marseille, he had done well, but then uh, uh, the next season quit after uh, after a few matches. I think it was two matches. Lazio, he lasted four days. I thought like Bilbao, he did well and actually had a great run in, in Europe, uh, but that, that ended kind of prematurely also. So Leeds also was the only club where Bielsa had lasted as long as he had, he had lasted. The, the, the previous jobs where he had lasted as long were either uh, in Argentine domestic football or were national team jobs, right, Argentina and Chile. So there was this connection with the fans that developed from that and the style of football and getting them promoted again to the Premier League after um, after 15 seasons away. And, and as you mentioned, some of those seasons weren't even spent in the championship. Some of them were spent in League One. Uh, they infamously spent three seasons in League One and uh, could not get out of League One the first season because they had a huge points deduction uh, that they incurred. And then uh, second season didn't get out, and the third season finally did get out. So 15 seasons out of the Premier League for one of the great names in English football. And Leeds is one of the largest one-club towns in England also. This is something culturally to understand, that other towns the size of Leeds in the country 
generally have two clubs or more. Uh, Liverpool has three clubs. Manchester has a, has a plethora of clubs. Sheffield has two clubs. Stoke-on-Trent has two clubs. London has however many clubs. Birmingham, uh, West Midlands have however many clubs. So uh, there is a real affection with the supporters uh, of Leeds United to that club. And uh, Bielsa was the embodiment of it. He was the embodiment of, of the football club and of those supporters. So the last season, I should say, when Leeds got promoted, they really surprised a lot of people, obviously finishing the top half of the Premier League table. But this season, it was obviously a completely different story. Leeds, like I mentioned, were in the relegation battle and, frankly speaking, still are. So what went wrong for Marcelo Bielsa and Leeds this season compared to a team that was, relatively speaking, successful uh, not too long ago? So one of the things about Bielsa to understand, and, and maybe part of the reason he had flamed out at some of those other jobs, was that he's very dogmatic. He's very particular about the type of player he signs and the type of player he puts in his team. So oftentimes that lends himself to a preference for players he's trained, players that have been with him for some period of time. So that's what we saw at Leeds. A lot of the guys who came up from the championship with him learned how to play Bielsa ball year one in the championship, which was the 18-19 season when they lost to Derby County in the playoffs, uh, the promotion playoffs. That uh, The core of that team effectively stayed together uh, until this season. In addition, you had injuries to Patrick Bamford. You had other guys uh, that had left the club. Alioski is a guy that was pretty uh, useful for them the previous three seasons that had left the club. Uh, and injuries, just in general. And I think what we found about Bielsa, and this is, this is really interesting, is that the high-energy, high-tactical, the style that he, he puts in place only lends itself to certain players, right? And it takes a while if you sign a player for them to learn that system, which is why even the year they got promoted, they had signed a couple players in the summer, and it took those guys a while to acclimate to the style of football. It wasn't just merely, you know, you hear a lot of English pundits say, oh, it's acclimation to the Premier League. That's really difficult. It's actually even more difficult. That, that's part of the factor, but more difficult to acclimate to a, a specific Bielsa tactical setup. And then uh, there's the issue which has been out there about Bielsa for a while. Do players get worn down by the, um, the constant fatigue that comes from their training sessions. They train harder than anyone. They run more than anyone in matches. Does that wear a team down, particularly when you already have a few injuries, critical injuries like Patrick Bamford? Uh, Calvin Phillips has been injured for much of the season. And uh, it, it's difficult to work around that. And they don't have the depth of some of the other clubs in the Premier League. So you go from a top half team to a team fighting relegation once that depth is kind of... Um, pulled away and you lose two, two of your absolute key guys for long periods of time. When Leeds sacked Marcelo Bielsa, they could have gone the relatively easy route and just gotten a manager that would have kept them alive in the Premier League, you know, figure out the problems in the offseason. But instead they went for Jesse Marsh, who I don't want to, you know, mix up anything because your knowledge about this can be uh, deeper than mine, but he's not really someone who has the experience or the tactics that will be, hey, we're just going to stay alive. This really seems like Leeds making a commitment to the future, which I think, given their situation, surprised a lot of people. So why, in your opinion, do you think Leeds went for someone like Jesse Marsh as opposed to any other manager who has experience uh, maintaining survival in the Premier League? I think, one, that connection Bielsa had with the supporters. The supporters, I don't think, would have gone for a Sam Allardyce type or a Tony Pulis type to keep the team up playing 
uh, of defensive football. Secondly, these players are already wired in the Bielsa style. I don't think they could have gone to that sort of manager to just keep them uh, in the Premier League. You know, it's, 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 it's interesting. Some of the managerial appointments we've seen of teams that have sacked managers and have been down near the bottom of the table make the same case about Everton. Uh, Rafa Benitez is that guy that will play very negative football to try and save a team. Frank Lampard has come in and played more progressive football It may work. It may not work for Everton. We don't know if they'll get out. But in the case of Leeds, I think the supporters, you're you're showing Bielsa the door anyway. Uh, I know it was by mutual consent, but I don't think it was his choice to leave at that point. He may have left at the end of the season. But um, So you're bringing in a guy who has, I wouldn't say a similar philosophy, but is also an attack-minded manager, uh, a manager who is very much a disciple of two men, uh, Bob Bradley, who um, is very much into kind of passing and attacking, good attacking football uh, here in the United States. And then Ralph Raniak, who is the maestro of high pressing, gangan pressing, and that sort of high energy style uh, that, that uh, has really kind of overtaken the European game, um, irrespective of what people may think of the job Raniak has done at Manchester United. His style of football and his influence um, the tactics that are being played at a high level in club football in Europe are un- indisputable. So you get Marsh, who has that pedigree and also has a set of players who are already very fit, who are already trained very hard, uh, because the thing we've seen with Randick at Manchester United is he's had problems implementing his style because those players weren't as fit. They weren't trained as hard by Ole Gunnar Sol- Solskjaer as Leeds players were by Marcelo Bielsa. So you come in... With a Bielsa team that's already one of the fittest teams in the division, you're getting a couple of core players back from injury, and you're able to imp- implement a high-pressing style, which um, allows you to win, ball, win back the ball quicker than Bielsa's style did, and is creating more chances. Uh, they're, quite frankly, creating a lot more attacking chances since Marsh took over uh, than they did under Bielsa earlier this season, and really kind of creating more chances than they did last season, even though they... As we said, they finished in the top half last year. They're creating really good chances, quick changes of possession, good chances on goal. Uh, Jack Harrison has been brilliant. Uh, and D- Danny James, D- Dan James is really fitting into this uh, system. So I think Marsh was the right guy. I think it was a stylistic choice um, is, I guess, the point I'm trying to make. You mentioned Bob Bradley and Jesse Marsh and Bradley hold a, they're one of three American managers in Premier League history. And Jesse Marsh, when he was appointed by Leeds, he he jokingly said that, yeah, it's not going to be easy because obviously England has this stigma. And he even jokingly mentioned Ted Lasso didn't do any favors for that regard. But for Jesse Marsh, being an American, coming into the Premier League where it's obviously super competitive and England, like I said, does hold somewhat of a stigma against American coaches because it's not the main sport we play over here in the U.S., is it hard for someone like him, you think, to kind of overcome the, the predispositions that some fans may have against American coaches? Yeah, I think it's very difficult. And look, I, I'm not someone who says that it's, it's outright biased by, uh, by English fans. I think there are a lot of reasons why English fans and English commentators would not really take to most American coaches who coach this sport because I, I think the sport is coached in somewhat of a regressive way in this country. Things are beginning to change, but I think that that in general, American managers probably cannot hack it at, at the top level in Europe. However, there are significant exceptions. Bob Bradley is a significant exception, and you mentioned him. Jesse Marsh is a 
massive exception. He has more experience managing in different styles of football and different countries than most managers in, in English football. So he's managed in the United States, obviously. He's managed in Canada. He, he, uh, I was actually the communications director for the, for the North American Soccer League. Montreal was in our league at the time when Jesse Marsh was hired. Uh, I had to handle some of the comms for that hiring. When Jesse Marsh was hired as the coach, and uh, yes, that was an NASL slash then MLS club, but um, there was a different cultural side to coaching in Montreal than there is to coaching in an American city. Um, if you don't believe me, just visit Montreal and interact with their football supporters. It's, it's a much more kind of European city. Um, and then he managed in Austria, which the vast majority of, of Premier League managers haven't interacted with that kind of football, which is high energy, very, very technical football, managed in Germany. He was an assistant in Germany also, now managing in England. So while there is a stigma about American managers, and some of it, as I said, is justified, he absolutely debunks those stigmas. And, and like... Um, every stereotype, there are exceptions to that stereotype. I think Bob Bradley's an exception. I think Siggy Schmidt, the late Siggy Schmidt, would have been an exception if he wanted to coach in Europe. Uh, certainly Bruce Arena would be an exception. And I obviously, uh, Greg Berhalter has coached in Europe. And then obviously Jesse Marsh, as I mentioned, has a pedigree where most of his formal coaching and training has been outside the United States or in kind of non-American systems. So even when he managed in Major League Soccer most recently, uh, before he went to Germany, he was in the Red Bull system and he was learning the Red Bull way of playing. And there are a few English players who played for Red Bull when he was at Red Bull New York. And one of them has told me, uh, very matter-of-factly, that it was um, after dealing with other American coaches when this player had come over from England and dealing with the usual high level of, of tactical nows and training that he had been used to in England, that Jesse Marsh was as high level as those English coaches he had in England. And he said the other U.S. coaches, the other coaches he had in the U.S., was not. Um, so Marsh already at that point, 2015, 2016, is at a level where his skill set and his coaching methodology is different than most American coaches and would fit right into English football. And then he's just added to his resume since then. Carter, you talk about how he's been involved with the, the Red Bull organization, obviously with Salzburg, but then with Leipzig this season. This season, he, he struggled. He was obviously sacked early in the season for Leipzig. What went wrong there, and why wouldn't Leeds take that into I'm sure they did take into consideration, but why wouldn't that scare Leeds away from hiring him uh, in 2022? So they lost Upa Makano over the summer. They lost Sabitzer over the summer. They lost Ikone over the summer, right? All, all three of those guys moved to... To big clubs, right? Bayern and, and Liverpool, respectively. Uh, they uh, had played a little bit different style of football under um, Nagelsmann. Uh, Ulian Nagelsmann evolved the Ranić style, and Jesse Marsh is very much, as we said earlier, a Ranić disciple in the way he wants to train the team. That that being first and foremost, right? Uh, a lot of fans just look at games. Uh, and don't know what happens in training. But the way Marsh wanted to train the team, which was kind of a throwback to the Ranić um, style, Ranić was the predecessor of, of uh, Nagelsmann. And then uh, also the way they played in matches. So Ulyan Nagelsmann had evolved Leipzig, and it was for some of the players, I think they were restive about taking a step back to kind of pure Ranić 
tactics. So it probably was the wrong fit. I think the reason the appointment was made was that he is a Raniak disciple. Raniak is the godfather of the Red Bull system and the way they play football. And as I said, has had a tremendous influence on tactics and the way the sport is played at the highest level of club football all over Europe, irrespective of what's happening at Man United now. Uh, maybe I, I think Rania came into that job at the wrong time, right? And it's the wrong set of players for him. So uh, I give him a pass on what's happened since he came in. But um, I think the timing was bad for March because he was coming after Nagelsmann. And certainly Leeds ownership took that into consideration. But again, as I said, if you're going to move on from the Bielsa style, but you don't want to backtrack to some ultra-defensive style, you don't want to bring in Sam Allardyce, or you don't want to bring in that sort of manager that's going to park the bus or, or be very organized with six to eight men behind the ball at all times. Uh, Marsh was absolutely the right guy when you look at the market and who was available. So, Kartik, I want to wrap up with Leeds' outlook on the rest of the season. Like I said before, they do have a little bit of gap between uh, clubs like Burnley, Watford, and Norwich, who, interestingly, everyone at the bottom of the table has had some manager turnover this season. But looking at Leeds' remaining games, they have the likes of Chelsea, they have Arsenal, they have uh, one of Manchester City or Liverpool, I can't quite remember which one it is. They have uh, a tough schedule, but obviously this morning, Burnley sacking Deitch kind of throws a wrench into everything at the bottom of the table. Do you think Leeds can survive this season? And if you think they can or can't, uh, what do you think that means for Jesse Marsh uh, and Leeds uh, going into next season? I think they've done almost enough to survive. Brentford have, have done more than enough, right? So they're out of the relegation discussion. I think a month ago, many of us thought Brentford was going to get sucked in and may go down. Uh, the Christian Eriksen signing has made all the difference for them, right? Mm -hmm. um, surprisingly, I mean, not surprisingly if you think about Eriksen as the player, but surprisingly if you think about Eriksen's right. health. Yeah. So they're out of the mix. So you're talking, again, uh, the three clubs you mentioned and Everton um, and potentially uh, one or two other clubs. Um, uh, but, but I think it's really down to, to five teams. Three of them are going to go down. Uh, Everton uh, have a very tough run-in. I like some of the things Frank Lampard has done with that club, honestly. I, li I like the way Alex Awobi is being utilized very differently than he was under Benitez or under Ancelotti, and I think it's, it, it's, it suits his game better. I like the way um, uh, Gordon, Anthony Gordon, the youngster, is being used. But they have a really difficult run-in. And Burnley, I, I continue to believe until this morning, would catch them and that Everton would go down, uh, Burnley have just uh, maybe signed their death warrant. So I think Leeds are going to be okay. I mean, I thought it was going to come down to Burnley and Everton, and Leeds could get sucked in because uh, I felt like Burnley would, would go on a run with eight matches remaining, with Dyche, with his expertise, his knowledge, and with experienced players who have been through releg a relegation fight before, unlike the Leeds guys, unlike the Everton guys. Uh, but I think, and maybe this is a hot take, Kyle, maybe three days from now we're going to find out Burnley appointed someone great and they've turned it, they've, they've, uh, uh, they've hit gold. But I think uh, the sacking of Deitch probably saves both Leeds and Everton uh, for another season. I, I'm just stunned by it. Yep. Well, Kartik, it should be interesting to see how the rest of the Premier League season plays out. Obviously, Leeds this weekend not in action. They are back in action. I uh, believe uh, I could have my dates wrong here, but the 25th or 26th of April. So they do have a couple games in hand that might be, or I should say they've played a few more games uh, than the, the other competitors down the relegation zone. So it should be interesting to see how that all plays out. So Kartik, I want to thank you for talking about uh, Jesse Marsh and Leeds, and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll see how it all plays out down uh, with a couple games to go here in the Premier League. Great. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah, thank you, Kartik. Have a good one.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.